Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. We pray you are encouraged by this message. For more info, notes, or other messages, download the Overflow Church app or visit our website at overflowdfw.com. We have a, a, the real reason, a reason that actually influences and impacts our life, the name of Jesus. I mean, that's what we are celebrating at Christmas. We are celebrating the arrival of our King, not not in his future coming, but in his first coming, whenever he showed up and he said, you know what, I will, I will roll up my sleeves and go down and become one of them to reach them. What, 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 a, what a more powerful time to celebrate Jesus than Christmas, and you know, people get up all caught up, and is it pagan, is it all this? Listen, I don't care what the motivation is, if the name of Jesus is being exalted, then let's just get his name exalted. Come on, he is the risen one, and you know, what is in that name? I want to spend just a few moments today as we behold the name of Jesus. You know, we, we take our name seriously, Right? Uh, my whole life, I've, I've dealt with people. My, my parents gave me the name Josh. Not Joshua, just the name Josh. And so when someone, you know, kind of winks at me or something and thinks that, you know, they have the insider information that my name is actually Joshua, and I actually kind of find it a little bit annoying. Um, but the reason is, is because that's not my name. My parents were intentional and gave me a name. When we named our children, we, we named them names that had meaning. We gave them all the name Ah at the end, which means of God. And so we were very intentional about that because it's, it's a lot of pressure to give names. I mean, it's the pleasure of a parent. I mean, most of us, we come up with the name of our children when we're like in like teenagers or something. I'm going to name my kid. You know, we come up with some crazy name. And, uh, you know, when we get a little older, sometimes we might change that. But some of us have named our children far, way before we ever had even a spouse to have that, that child with. There's a pleasure in naming names, but there's also a pressure, right? You want to get it right when you name someone because you're going to be, they're going to identify with that for the rest of their life. And in Jewish times in ancient Near East culture, it was the father's role to name the child. It's a lot of pressure. I I think about Joseph. I mean, can we like just recognize Joseph? You know, you see Joseph in the Christmas play. It's like there's a lot of detail played to all these things, and they're just like, just give him the same robe that you gave the shepherds. Just kind of throw him in there, right? He's kind of a, he's, he's almost a B character, in the nativity story. I mean, we just, we, we just kind of, yeah, it's Joseph, Joseph and Mary. And Mary's the one that we, we post all this attention on. And, and, and obviously Jesus. But Joseph, I feel like, is kind of an unsung hero. Because he's, Leslie and I were talking about this. I'm like, can you imagine the responsibility that he has? I mean, his wife is, or his future wife is, gets pregnant by somebody else. I mean, the baby ain't his. And he's playing, he's like, I'm out, right? I mean, this was his plan. I'm going to get out of this. But not only is he going to have to raise a child that doesn't belong to him, and shout out to all the stepdads out there that stood up, come on, and raised a child that wasn't theirs. But he's not raising a child of another man. He's, he's raising 
God's child. He's, he's raising God himself. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. I mean, what are you going to teach your boy? <laughs> what are you going to teach your boy that holds the stars? God's stepdad, <laughs> Joseph. So he didn't have that pressure of naming the name because Jesus was the name that was preexistent. Jesus was the name already. So he didn't have the, he had the pressure of raising Jesus, but he didn't have the pressure of coming up with the right name. And it says this in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. It says, because he's out. He's like, I, I, think, I think I'm not, we're, we're not going to do this. I mean, she's telling me, I mean, she says that, that, you know, this is, she was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Come on. I mean, some of y'all that spend some time in church, you, you kind of, you can get a little skeptical when people start throwing in the Holy Spirit told me this. And here's Joseph. And so it says in verse 20, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. I don't know about you, but I want more than a dream. I mean, I need like, a, like a, a legit, tangible visitation. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to give him the name. I've, we've already got the name. Heaven already has the name. So you get to give him the name Jesus for he will save his people from their sin. He will. So you can't save yourself. Jesus has to do the saving. Your spouse can't do the saving. Your boss can't do the saving. Your pastor can't do the saving. Your guru can't do the saving. Only God can do the saving. He will. This is what his name means in Hebrew. He will save. He will rescue his people from their sin. Jesus is the Father's rescue. If, you, if, if, if you've missed it, maybe you've, you've thought that Jesus came as some political figure to, to initiate some things, and, and those, those are all true. But listen, his primary objective is a rescue mission. He didn't come to serve your mission. He came to rescue you. This is why he came. From what? From their sins. See, the reality is, is no perfect people are allowed in the kingdom of heaven. And if they were, no one would be allowed. Jesus saves sinners. He doesn't save good people. And some of you are convinced that one day you'll stand before God and you'll be able to declare your accolades or you'll be able to declare the good things. What will you say to God when you stand before him? Will it be based upon your merit or his? He came to save sinners. And so the work, the, 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 the walk with God starts with this. I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And then once he saves you, you're no longer a sinner anymore. 
And I think that that's been part of the problem with, with a lot of our culture, with a lot of our identity. And part of the reason why we continue sinning after God has rescued us is because we, we've been told and programmed that we are just a sinner. You're not a sinner anymore. You're a son. Which is it? You can't be both. Either you're a son of God or you're a sinner. You get to decide. He paved the way for you to no longer be identified by your misbehavior, but be identified by what Jesus did on the cross, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him. Now, Emmanuel isn't his name. It is his title, which means God is with us. I love it how you don't have to do a, a study in, in, in Greek language to know what Emmanuel is. It lays it out for us right there. God with us. This is what Emmanuel means. It means that God is here. God is here. The reason why you experience the presence of Jesus today is because God is here. He's now here. This is what we celebrate at Christmas, the arrival that God is here. He didn't leave when Jesus ascended. He stayed by his spirit. So Jesus didn't come so that we could simply have a home in heaven, but so that heaven could have a home on earth. Has heaven found a home in your home? Has Jesus found a home in your life? Is Jesus at home in your life? So when we talk about the name of Jesus, there's a few things that we have, and I, I want to focus on three things. The first thing that we have in the name of Jesus is residing hope. When we talk about hope, we're not talking about wishful thinking. We're not talking about assumptions. We're talking about holy optimism, right? That's what we call hope. Favorable and confident expectation of good. Can I tell you today that hopelessness cannot exist where God is. So when Jesus entered the scene, he ended hopelessness. He ended it. And see, the only way that you can experience hopelessness in your life is to live outside of his rulership. Every bit of despair has to bow before the throne of Jesus. I, I love that, that Mary was a carrier of hope. You know, those, those nine months, she had more hope in her than the world has ever known. Come on, because hope is a man. And so the same hope, listen, the same hope that carried Mary now carries us. The same hope that Mary carried now carries us. You are carried by the hope of God. Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. I know you might feel hopeless, but that's all you got to realize that's all it is. If Christ is in you, you have eternal hope in him. The second thing that we have in his name is this is sustaining peace. Sustaining peace. So Mary, I mean there's a whole lot of trouble <laughs> in the you know we we look at the nativity and we're like, "Oh, just look." And can you imagine how intense this pregnancy was. And so God, by his grace, does just what he does with Joseph. 
This time, not in a dream. I'm like, I'm telling the Lord, I don't, I don't want a dream. I want a visitation. Are you with me on that? Like, I mean, you know, could that have been the pizza? Was that really the Lord? Right. I want the real visitation. Mary gets the real visitation. Luke chapter 128, Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. Highly favored among men. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus. And he will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom, listen, will never end. And Mary knows as a good Jewish woman, she knows what he's talking about, this, this kingdom that would come from the line of David. This is, this is the promise. This is what they've been believing for, for a thousand years, that the Messiah would come. And the Messiah would bring Isaiah 9, what Pastor Nathan shared earlier. For us, a child is born, a son is given. The government will rest upon his shoulders. God's government will rest upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the increase, get this, the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. So what Jesus established when he shows up, come on, not with, not with a golden crown, not blinging out, not pulling up in a fancy chariot with an entourage, but born humbly, as a child, to serve men and to give them peace. See, peace is the comfort of what's going on inside of us, regardless of what's going on around us. That's what peace is. Peace is like, it's not okay, but I'm okay. I, listen, you're going to go through, th- you've gone through things this year. You're going to go through things next year. You can be Okay. Not because everything is okay, but you're going to be okay because you have the peace of God inside of you. Peace is not found in the absence of trouble, but in the presence of Jesus. And he always leads into peace. It doesn't mean that, I don't think the the apostles, when they were dying for their faith, were, were necessarily walking into a peaceful situation, but they had peace. To have peace, the peace of God, you must have peace with God. And some of you today, you have no peace in your life because you, have, you don't have peace with God. Well, Jesus came so that you would have peace with God. It's not about you getting things right. I've heard people talk about that over the years. Well, you know, I need to get right with God. You don't get right with God. There's nothing you can do to get right with God. It's something that you receive, not something that you do. Your efforts will, will always fail. Because, listen, the standard is really, really high. There's no way you can meet it. So Jesus met it. Jesus met it so that you would have peace with God, so that you and God were good. Reconciliation basically means you were broke up and now you're back together. And that's where we're all at with God in our lives. Without Jesus, we're broken, we're broken apart. We're, 
not reconciled. And that's what we get with the next part is everlasting connection. You get an everlasting connection. See, he is Emmanuel, God with us. He's, listen, he's not nights and weekends. He is a full-time dad. He's involved of every moment and in, in, in every minute of your day. He is full-time. He didn't, listen, he didn't redeem you to have visitation rights. He never checks out. He's never scrolling when you're talking. Come on. He's right there. He's full. Listen, he is fully engaged. Even when you're not looking away, he's just like, when are we going to lock eyes again? This is his heart. Everlasting connection. He is Emmanuel. He is with us. He's here, and he's not going anywhere. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 8, eight verse 10. I will be their God, and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to, uh, or nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, "You should know the Lord, because you will know me already. You will know me already, from the least to the greatest." So Jesus came to have a home, and the home is His people. You are the home of God. So the greatest gift, listen, the greatest gift that Jesus could give you was himself. It's the greatest gift. And the greatest gift that you can give Jesus is yourself. It's the greatest thing that you can give the Lord. You say, what does the Lord require of me? He requires you. He wants you. And in that you will experience his rescue.